0: Welcome to the Mum Mind podcast or How to Stop Your Mother Falling Out of Your Mouth. I'm Steph McSherry, I'm a mum of two and I created Kinderama, a multi-activity programme for younger kids and I've been working with the under sixes for 20 years.
1: Hello, I'm Bethan O'Reardon. I'm a mum of three and I'm a psychotherapist and I have been helping families to create balance for over 15 years. Each week Steph and I answer one of your parenting questions and share our experience as mums and as professionals working with families and children.
0: And at this point, I always say, please follow and subscribe. But somebody actually messaged me this week and said, how do I follow or subscribe? So in the corner of wherever you're listening, say it's on podcast or Apple, there's a little tick or a little plus in the corner. So you just have to click on that. And that means you're just following us and it will notify you every time there's a new episode
1: job done i can't cope with i mean i know it's our podcast (laughs) we're supposed to be telling people what to do but people ask me i'm like no, no. <laughs> I don't know but I'll get back to you and you see like you rate it with the stars it's not like you leave because one of my friends said oh god Bethan I don't think I have the capacity to leave a review if that's okay and <laughs> yeah. I said but it's just stars and she was like oh great I can push stars on a screen no problem and yeah I was like, yeah you don't have to come up with something interesting or witty or reflective
0: yeah it um, just shows the powers that be that people are listening because otherwise they don't know yeah i don't know why they just don't yeah (laughs) we have a great question this week
1: okay so today's question is one that actually 96fm got in touch with us to come on and answer last week but it was kind of short so we thought we'd go into it a bit more because i feel i feel it relates to a lot of people um my six-year-old is a horm- has turned into a hormonal teenager. I don't even recognize him. He's ignoring me when I ask him to do something, rolling his eyes to heaven anytime I say anything and kicking his siblings and throwing tantrums. Help.
0: Yeah, and that email went on to say that he started school in September. So we're kind of, where are we? Kind of four or five months into his first school year, his first proper school year. Which can be challenging for little people. Yeah, I mean, were well, you just listening a... to me then? Did you forget it you was... were the host? I was,
1: <laughs> I was like, aha, uh-huh, aha, uh-huh, this, uh-huh. yes. this is true, Steph. This is true. No, do you know? Do you know what I was thinking? Damn, you know me so well. I can get caught out with nothing anymore. You know, <laughs> um, I was thinking though we mustn't. Yes, yeah, school might be a thing, and we'll get on to that. But we almost mustn't get sidetracked. Like I meet so many parents who their kids change and they're like, it must be the school. It must be the school. Okay, Just, you know, it must be the school. And I think, well, it it might be the school, but it also might be you. And nobody likes hearing that. But it's also the reality is that we can't keep finger pointing externally because the mom also goes down further on and says, you know, he's too old for the naughty step. So I don't know what to do. So this tells me that, what that so what the naughty step does is it sends a child away to sit. And when the child sits, they don't sit and reflect on their behavior. <laughs> they don't sit and think. I mean, you know, so that he's six now. So I'm thinking maybe he was on the naughty step from when he was what, like two to yeah, four yeah. or five? I don't know you know, they don't sit and reflect and, you know, write a letter and say, God, next time I would do it all differently. You know, dear mom If and only, Dad. if only. Yes, yeah. if only, you know, so they sit there and what it does is it doesn't help their emotions be understood. It doesn't help them put together the pieces of what happens. It just makes them children be kind of like emotionally stunted is what I want to say, although that sounds awfully dramatic. So then You know, the goal of parenting is that we prepare ourselves as parents to take on the child's emotions. So when they are having an explosive moment or when they are rolling their eyes or kicking or whatever, you know, all behavior is communication. So we know, oh, they're not feeling okay. They're letting me know they're not okay, And then we have to prepare ourselves to take on that emotion, to relieve them of it. And that happens when we connect with them and that is what co-regulation is and this is what like normalizing of emotions is and if that doesn't happen and a kid is just sent away then the kid is just sitting there by themselves and they don't learn how to express emotions they don't learn oh well what am i supposed to do with this big thing i'm feeling and it comes out in all kinds of wonky ways and you see as parents we have to mirror what we want our children to be so when your kid is eye rolling or they're tutting or whatever's going on, are you reefing them out of it? Are you shouting yourself? Like what's going on? Because if we don't mirror what we want our children to be, well, then they will not change. So
0: that's what I was thinking when you, talk, when you spoke about the school. You, you've been thinking a lot, and I think I, <laughs> we're <laughs> like two minutes in, and I'm there making notes already going, wow, wow, okay, hang on, wait. Okay, so you've said a lot. <laughs> the,
1: the I will first, go now, bye. <laughs> no, it's okay, yeah. If
0: you, you somewhere to be? <laughs> yeah. Ant is on the back of a postcard for next week. Guys. Okay, so the first bit was. I kind of put it down because she'd mentioned him starting school I had put it down to that and you said perhaps that's not what's happening so let's start with that bit and say we often talk about playing detective and working out, but I think what you're saying is sometimes it's easy to jump to the conclusion that it's that thing. Yeah. without really thinking about what's going on. I guess the same was when we were talking about bedtime a few weeks ago, you were saying pe- a lot of par- parents jump to the conclusion that the anxiety is about the bedtime, when actually it's probably about something earlier on in the day and it's just coming out at bedtime. Yeah. So it's this kind of, let's not just put the piece of the jigsaw there because we think it fits. Yeah. Okay, so playing a detective a little bit more. And I would say, and I, and I said in that interview, you know, it's very difficult, especially if this is her first one going to school, that you tick all the other boxes when they come home from school. So things like, have they had plenty to drink? My daughter is 12 and there are still some days. No, she's not. She's 11. Oh, she's nearly 12. I, I, um, Your secret take... daughter, you mean? The 12 year old secret r- one? <laughs> aging her already. You know, you, you take out the water bottle from the bag and not a sip has been drunk. Well, I'm not gonna be in great form if I've had nothing to drink for six hours. So things like that, I remember, well, my kids are still starving when they come home from school. So if dinner isn't gonna be straight after school, make sure there's a good snack, like a substantial snack. Um, And do they just need to, I've got one really wiggly child that loves to kind of go on a trampoline or a rocking board or kick a ball after school. And another one that just likes kind of half an hour zoning out to whatever rubbish she watches on youtube or uh, what's the other thing she's into oh bondi rescue
1: Oh, i love bondi rescue i love it oh god bring bring her over yeah oh my god
0: if if she's running late for school you can guarantee her head is in bondi rescue, bondi rescue is
1: class isn't it
0: yeah so i would personally i would say tick all those boxes first And then if we're still getting this kind of behavior, is it school? Is it something going on at school? And you came up with a great solution about how to talk with this particular little one, someone that's six about school, because you don't sit down and say, so what happened at school today? Did you do this, that and the other? You said about using kind of Lego figures or dinosaurs or whatever the kid likes.
1: Yeah. So get them to act out what's happening, you know, so you can say, right, grab, you know, grab something that they're into so like if it's lego get one lego figure and say right here's you in the yard or in the playground where are you and where are your friends and just see you know the friends are a million miles away playing and they're in a corner by themselves that'll tell you an awful lot or you know i know in the camp parenting club one of the moms drew a picture with her son and it was him holding hands with all his friends you know so it it was really sweet but i think also you're right i mean it is about due diligence as well as a parent and you're allowed to send the teacher an email or whatever the method of communication is with the school and get in touch and say look he's really changed um is there anything that you can see from your perspective
0: yeah and i remember um, that first year of school they're learning so much and they get so wrecked but also all the social stuff i know literally within the first couple of months of school my little boy had another little boy kind of convincing him to bring in his toys and give them to him. And it took me ages to work out what was going on until these kind of things started disappearing. And he was there going, oh, it's okay, because this child is going to bring me another toy. And it's like, that never happened. So things like that, just be really aware of who he's socialising with at school. Is he sitting next to somebody he doesn't like? Is, you know, all those kind of things, playing detective within that to to make sure
1: yeah I I, I think also what I, and this might seem a little flippant and it's not meant in a flippant way is what is wrong with your son doing those things what is wrong with him rolling his eyes what is wrong with him shouting and let, tutting at you
0: you know how yeah, it else, could be our reaction to that behavior
1: how else do you want him to be you know, like what is the expectation? What is the expectation of your child? How, how do you want your child to express being frustrated?
0: And I think when you start looking at what behaviours make you, trigger you, what behaviours of your children make you go, oh, I hate that. Mm-hmm. That's a good time to go, oh, I wonder why I hate that.
1: Yeah, I mean, because so children have this amazing knack and, and in the therapy world, we call it generational trauma or the generational emotions that like children will mirror to us as parents what wasn't resolved in us in childhood. Okay. right. So if your child is really, really angry and you're like, ah, I don't know what to do. That's because you're at the same emotional development place as your child. And we have to be a step ahead of our children. I mean, sometimes I'm a couple of seconds ahead of my kids. Sometimes I'm light years ahead, you know, but if we're stuck in this situation where we're like, I don't know what to do. Well, that's because nobody helped you when you were younger problem solve your way through this. So parents have to take the pressure off and say, well, I'm learning a whole new way of being too.
0: You know? Okay. So let's. Because it's this specific mum and this is happening after school. Say we've ticked all the boxes, we've done all the food, drink, break after school. We're still getting this kind of behaviour. We've investigated with the school. We've decided it's probably not school. And we're still getting this behaviour. We're finding it really annoying, uncomfortable, upsetting. What do we do? Bethan. Uh...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll be back in a minute. Um... Well, you have to find a way to figure out your child. You know, I I say to parents, maybe I say this every week, but fast forward, you know, this boy is six now, fast forward 10 years. Is this how you want things to be or not? And you see children, we should never expect children to change. Children don't have to change. Children have to like their parents. They don't have to want to be with them. They don't have to offer us good grades or good behavior or whatever other qualities of life we sort of see as being good and rewarding. Children are allowed to be them, but children change when we change. When we change how we respond to children, then they absolutely change. So all behavior is communication. So your child is letting you know that they're not okay. Now, the magic question is, are you okay with your child not being okay?
0: But there has to be a boundary in there too, right? Because one of the, one of the parts of the email said he was kicking his siblings. So this isn't – sometimes I think people misunderstand what we're saying here and that we're going, oh, look at him kick his sibling. Something's obviously going on with him. I wonder what that is. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what we're saying. There's still a boundary within the behaviour. got to yeah. kind of keep everyone safe, Right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I I think I think it's about helping children express their difficult emotions in better ways. And again, this goes back to the naughty step. You know, he had how many years of sitting on the step repressing everything? And now he's too old for that. So the parent feels stuck. Yes. You know, so what children need is children needs parents to help to create a context for something in their brain. So what happens is something happens. I'm thinking like their kid nicks a toy off them or some, this is a really common one in my household. It's some, someone sings very loudly and someone wants quiet. You're you so know. annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I mean, like, I don't know. My kids are really musical, which I know I should be like, God, isn't it amazing? But that means that we've got two guitars playing different songs in the house. One is singing to a different song and it can be really noisy and my head is spinning. I'm in sensory overwhelm, let alone the kids who struggle Mm. with sensory overwhelm as well. So in that kind of situation or when a kid nicks a toy off another kid and they go over to kick them, that's the opportunity to pause and go, oh, it's really rubbish or you're really peed off or oh your sister stole your toy off you right so you okay. name you name what's happening you name a context for what your child is experiencing and then you see once you name it that reduces the impact of the outburst of it you know so you don't have to go hey don't kick your sister because the child's emotion is still whirling around in outer space totally lost it's that you name it and you say ah you want your toy back Because that's, that's what it is, you know, but I think all of this happens when a parent becomes neutral and can see past the behavior.
0: And it doesn't give a rise in them.
1: Yeah. Or not all the time because we're all human. Yeah. You know, everyone has a limit. Everyone gets out of bed the wrong day. So if this parent was had come to me in the camp parenting club or for one-to-one session, whatever, I would say, okay, you need to create a reset with this child. And that means investing a lot of time being with that child. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean like following them around the house, but figuring out like, okay, well, what times a day are most tricky for them? What things are most tricky for them? Is it being asked to do something was one of the things here that the mm. kid just rolls their eyes and is like, whatever. And you see, the best way to help a child with that is kindness. Yeah. As you say, come on, I know it's really boring tidying your room, but I'll help do it with you. Yeah. You know, and in those situations, the goal is reduce all expectations. If the child moves one thing and puts it away out of the 72 million things, then, then they worked with you. Yeah. You know, cause don't forget the kid is relearning this, um, this new safety that you're going to be offering them. You
0: know, yeah, and is the the kicking of the sibling only happening the second you're saying, "I can't deal with this. I've got to go and do dinner" or whatever? You know, is it a, an attention thing?
1: Yeah, is
0: is there and... a way to get that little one involved in prepping the dinner, even if it's scrubbing the potatoes or whatever, so they're with you?
1: Yeah, and I think the biggest thing is is that children know how their parents feel about them. Yeah, right, and I know that it can be really hard to have a child who is doing this behavior and it can consume all the thinking and all the everything you know and and so and and, and kids know when their parents are thinking about them and, and when they're like oh god when is he going to kick off again or when when yeah. when 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 and if you can just say come and do this and come on we'll do this together and
0: we've always talked about doing something different because i think Parents, I know I'm guilty of it. Can get stuck in a loop, particularly when there is an annoying behaviour going on. That you're constantly kind of you find yourself saying and doing the same things over and over. You forget that you're the one that can change it.
1: Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Or
0: you know, when your kids are older. I have said it to my eleven, nearly twelve-year-old. I've said, you know, <laughs> I f- I find it really hard when you say those kind of things. You know, is there is there a, either a different way we can say it, or what's what what do you really mean when you say it? Because I'm finding it difficult when you speak to me like that.
1: Yes, yes. But we must. Even, <laughs> um, yes, Steph, but <laughs> we must watch for emotional manipulation. Okay. Okay. Because. You know, I know parents say, "Well, that makes me sad when you say that to me to a toddler," and it's like, "What? Your toddler makes you sad when they say things?" You know, but
0: they're they're trying to, and I'm trying to with this older child, kind of say that, I that's not an acceptable way to speak to another human being.
1: Yeah, but (laughs) I would say, did everyone hear
0: that stunned silence? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's the hamster turning upstairs but then but then I'd say why isn't it why is that an unacceptable way to talk to you as the mum
0: well like okay as the mum yeah I guess I'm trying to play devil's advocate and say if she spoke to somebody else like that but you're going to say she's not speaking to someone else like that she's speaking to you like that because it's a safe Place. Yeah,
1: and, and and the thing is, like, realistically, kids have to figure this stuff out. Do you know my husband was um yesterday teaching, not te- he's not a teacher at all. What am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> he's become a teacher. Um, <laughs> yesterday he was training some kids for what is that thing called hurling, <laughs> right? And there was some boys that were just off having fun, mucking around, doing their own thing. like it was after school, do you know, mm. whatever. And I said, but did you talk to them? And he's like, no, because they'll figure it out. I mean, my husband is very wise. So, this is the other thing. He's a very wise person.
0: So, he just but, left them at it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Because they will realize when they lose a match, they will realize when their friend says, to them, can't talk to me like that.
0: Okay. Then,
1: then, then they will realize. I, I think kids always know especially by like a certain age kids know if they've said something with the wrong tone of voice or the wrong whatever and our job is to create that context and say yeah yeah that's really annoying yeah can I help
0: okay so none of this I can see you're frustrated I can see you're angry honestly someone said that to me I'd want to punch their head off the wall
1: (laughs) I mean (laughs) fair enough I okay. mean you know and I'm a, I'm a therapist whatever that means I just I mean sometimes yeah but I think that I, I and this is where I see so much guff is that the word is that yeah, is that sure. the technical I word guff. I think so
0: yeah <laughs> guff rubbish
1: about parenting online that's like name the child's emotion and yeah that that can help But what children need is help getting out of the emotion, not labeling it like I see or labeling, naming it like I I see kids that do a lot of zones of regulation work, you know, so parents come to me and say, you know, my child is screaming on the floor and I'm saying, what zone are you in? And the child says, I'm in the red zone, but obviously not like that. And then the parent goes, "Okay," and closes the door. I mean, what the heck, you know, so I think, yes everyone knows when they're angry you don't have to tell a three-year-old when they're angry they know you know so I think that yes you can name it with them say oh that was so sad when someone stole your I'm thinking of like the toddler I spent mm. a lot of time in. you know like the toddler groups when a kid had nicked a beanbag off one of my kids and they'd be just destroyed on the yeah. floor chairs, as if, you know...
0: chairs are a big one. Oh my gosh yes. chairs yeah He's in my chair yeah.
1: And you just say, oh, I know you thought that was your chair and you know, you're sad or you're, but children want to be seen. Like the biggest part of attachment. Sorry. well, no, I finished. So, no, I saw... a
0: penny just dropped there for me. So, okay, we're not fixing it. So we're not saying, oh, come on. You're saying that. Yeah, I can see that it. It's really sad because you thought that was your chair, but you're not then saying, so let's go and find another chair. You're just letting them feel it, but you're being okay with it.
1: Yeah. Remember, we're always impartial. We are the UN. We are Switzerland. We are
0: impartial, but with full of love and support
1: and compassion.
0: And it's not necessarily that we're going to go and solve or fix it for them. Well, depending on the age of the child, obviously. Yeah. I mean, like
1: kids might need our help talking to other children. You mean like if you see a kid beating up your kid or, do you know, like doing something that, you know, like you said with the toys then in school. I mean, Mm. your son needed help. Children don't have problem solving skills. So they go into situations, my kid, my sister, Nick, my toy, I'll punch her. Yeah. (laughs) They just don't know, like, well, why don't you ask her for when she's going to be finished with it? What? This is a revelation. Yeah. You know, (laughs) this stuff, this is where we need to slow down.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: But I think it's the most important things kids need is our attention. Mm. They need to see that we get it. And the difficult thing is that difficult behavior, like. Anger and frustration. They're really huge and they can be devastating and they can create like a tornado inside your house of things being broken and things being. But you can't stop that behavior, but you can make a child feel safe about it, which then reduces it going
0: forwards. Yeah, you need to say that again. We're not here to stop that behavior. That child is still allowed to be angry, that child is still allowed to be frustrated we're not trying to change that bit
1: no yeah and and you actually don't have to yeah you know because when we try and change someone else I'm not sure that ever ends very well
0: well and if you think about perhaps a lot of issues that we have as adults it's because we've had to repress that anger repress that sadness you know or dry your tears come on no one needs to see that yeah would that be right
1: yeah absolutely so this is why parenting is so hard for most people because yeah. we're actually now okay I'm with my cu- my child I'm naming the red zone I, I, I've
0: told them they're in the red zone I've done what I was meant to do and now I just have to be with that red zone I have to be there yeah and remain neutral yeah not meet I- it with anger not meet it with frustration just be there Yes,
1: and be that person who feels safe inside. If you'd like to become a calmer parent and are looking for answers to help your child, then join my online parenting community, the Cam Parenting Club, and get the answers that you're looking for to be the parent and person that you'd like to be. Go to my website, bethanoreardon.com, and I'll see you inside soon. You know, I, I just did like... Um, I don't know what's called an infographic. Is that a word? I don't know. Like a step-by-step guide Oh yeah. With like six points for helping parents regulate. And it's like a scan from the head to the toe, you know, are your eyes like scary eyes or are they kind of smiley eyes? Is your jaw totally locked? Cause you're so tense or is it relaxed? Are your shoulders up by your ears or are they down? Are your fists curled or are they relaxed? You know, cause this is when your child is really, really having a big feeling if you, if you can be like, okay, this is okay, I've got this, right? This is okay, then that helps your child feel that it's okay for them to be them as well. You know, like I, I see so much stuff, and this is a question I get asked so many times, like so many times, but Bethan, what is the thing? What is the thing? I've I've they've done occupational therapy, and the occupational therapist told us to move more, do different exercises to help integration of the brain and to help the left side the right side great you know we've done some play therapy we've done this we've done that well do you know what the one thing is you the one thing is you and that's massive but it's also totally possible to become you and be the parent and person you want to be
0: and not get it right all the time like don't put that pressure on yourself either we're not going to get it right all the time because their behavior is changing all the time that child is changing all the time you're changing all the time and so new stuff is going to come up i've talked on here before about the fact that you know when my daughter got older she started doing that kind of almost like sassy talk i was like and then i had to go jesus you know i'm really angry about it but why am I that angry about it? Having that awareness that sometimes your reaction isn't just because of their behavior. It's something within you.
1: Yeah, and it's usually fear. It's usually because we're afraid, like, God, what if she turns into, like, this really awful, sassy kid who I can't stand? Or, like, <laughs> what if she's, you know, like, and 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 this is it. It's like, the, oh, God, but normally it's like a fear response about the future of our kids not fitting in or something like that. Yeah, And, yeah, I mean... I think also I'm really aware that when you ask me questions, I can be a bit stumbly like, oh, uh, well, you know, why don't you say uh, 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 because that's how it is. Yeah, that's how it is. I mean, like I know in my household. I know how to be with whatever is going on for my kids. But I know that because I might not know exactly what to say, but I know how to be in myself and I might not respond in a way that's like yeah, that's really annoying for you, or, you know, I I might just say, it's okay, kid. It's all right.
0: And if you've never experienced that as an adult, or as as a child, you know, if you've never experienced that, and you haven't learned to be that, that's really challenging.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a wild concept to think, whatever you do, there is nothing you can say that will ever make me go away. I will always be here to help you. I mean, if any parents received that messaging as a child a hundred percent of the time, get in touch. Yeah. Because that is what we're trying to be. Yeah, and it I, is like a whole new thing.
0: I was having this conversation with someone yesterday saying <laughs> they were kind of saying, you know, well, back in the day when this happened, this and we didn't turn out so bad. And I said, yeah, but when you have a conversation with people, when I had a conversation with my dad's era, you know, where they were hit and they there was corporal punishment in the schools, there was a cane, everything was ruled through fear. Yeah, You didn't do anything because you were afraid. That's not yeah. a nice space to be. No, and then it doesn't help with this kind of emotional literacy
1: that we're trying to teach children as well. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know parents say, kids don't come with a manual. They don't come with a handbook. And I say, don't they? Because the one thing that you can actually predict as a parent and actually really nail down is how you want to respond yourself. You know, like in the Camp Parenting Club, there's a I was going say module, but that makes it sound awful serious. But there's a PDF, there's a workbook called The Parent Map. And this is all you have to know is, well, when things are kicking off, how do you want to respond? How do you want to be? What are the things that drive you bananas? You know, and that is your manual for raising children. Is you. Do,
0: do you know why I think people say that is because we are in a society where we're taught everything you know in school you're taught all these things and then you get a car and you're taught how to drive the car and it comes with a manual so that you can help fix it or take it to a mechanic to fix it or your new phone comes with an instruction manual and actually parenting is the one thing where nobody hands you the baby and a book and says oh this is how this works yes it's great. so people either do fall, well, I did, look, hands up, you know, you fall down the what to expect when you're expecting, or oh, what was that other woman called, the contented baby or whatever, you know, you fall down that line, or you actually have to take a moment and go, it's in me, I can do this, mm. I can do it my way, I trust myself. And that's really hard if that's the first time you've ever been left to do something your own way.
1: Yeah, I remember like, I remember the moment that I realized I was all my kids needed. Go on, tell us. I was so upset. I mean, I was devastated because a part of me didn't believe I could be. You know, this is when the kids were really, really small. And, you know, I just thought, oh, God, really? And now, now <laughs> over a decade later, I'm like, yeah, of course I am.
0: Okay. You know. So and none think... of this is happening overnight.
1: No, maybe I shouldn't have said the decade bit. Um... <laughs> yeah, hopefully it's
0: less than a decade. If you aim between overnight and a decade, you should be fine. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. Somewhere between there. But I think the biggest thing for parents is to not look externally only for the answers okay going externally can be really really helpful like going to an occupational therapist going to your psychologist for your an emotional assessment I don't even know what people go for but they will give you tips I mean one woman said to me this week, she said I got 10 10 leaflets from my occupational therapist of exercises to try and I said great now you know and she said but I wanted them to tell me what the thing is I said well you're the thing you know, you're the, you are the thing that has to do this 10 exercise and shit, but why can't I pay them to do it? I said, well, you could, but that's outsourcing your child, you know, whereas you can do this. You can absolutely do this.
0: Okay. So at the end, we always like to kind of just bring it back. So we're, we're, we're dealing with an angry six-year-old. So the first thing we're going to do is make sure, I guess, particularly in this instance that, you know, fed, watered, had a break from school you know, had a bit of downtime, all those little practical boxes are ticked, perhaps we've had a conversation with the school or the principal or whoever's involved to make sure nothing is going on at school, and then to actually just be present Mm -hmm. and... sit with these big emotions how keep would you going, phrase Steph, no keep going <laughs> I feel like I'm on a test now <laughs> well, I can never remember what we've spoken
1: about so I'm always like wow did we talk about that stuff um yeah it's just to to not be so angry that your son is angry okay to be to be more kind of accepting of right okay well this is how he lets me know what's going on how can I make his world safer How can I help dial down all the stimulus that's entering his mind, his body, his eyes, all of his senses and help him dial that down? Because I think as well, the kids that might come home really angry, they might need so much longer to decompress. Mm. You know, like I know one little boy and he can't even watch telly with people speaking because it's too much. He just has to watch cartoons. Shaun the sheep all day, you know. Mm. And so we really have to dial down. I mean, we just have to dial everything down for these kids. And that means dialing down you, dialing down their stimulus, dialing down everything, everything, so that their internal world feels more manageable for them. And the way to do that is that you do the stuff with them that they're finding hard, you know?
0: Yeah, particularly because I think lots of kids, especially in that first year, It's their first time going into an environment where, unfortunately, our school system does mean they have to stay still a lot. They have to listen a lot. They have to do lots of things that they might be doing for the first time, because we have such large classes. That's what the teacher needs them to do in order to get across the information that they need to get across. You know, if you have twenty-two kids in a classroom, unfortunately, they can't be all up and moving around and doing whatever they need to do, the way it is at the moment. So like you said, that decompression time is important. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Perfect. We'll see you next time. See you next time, guys. Kinderama is a multi-activity programme for younger kids. We love to try a bit of everything. Dance, drama, music, yoga, gymnastics, sports and mindfulness all delivered in imaginative classes with original songs, stories, costumes, props and puppets. Kinderama is available in school, in creche or online. Check out kinderama.com for more info.